Hi, this is Eric Zandona, Spirits author and director of Spirits Information for the American Distilling Institute, and you're listening to the Beer Mighty Things podcast. Welcome into the Beer Money Things podcast. It's what you listen to while you brew. It's what's in your ears as you drink beers. And today we're doing something a little uh, unconventional. Uh, we are coming to you all the way live from the 215 here at Warwick Farm Brewing in a beautiful new tasting room with Ryan Seas. What's up, Ryan? How you, how you doing? I'm pumped. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. You got, Welcome. <laughs> I'll cheers you. What are we drinking? Cheers. So we are drinking our black lager. It's called Midnight Lager and it's on nitro. Uh, so we do a couple of these nitro beers. Uh, so like we have Dunkel and Irish stout. So we're kind of exploring the, the dark lager game on nitro. Love it. Yeah. That's uh, it, it's almost you would certainly mistake it for some sort of porter or stout kind of deal from just the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a cold brew coffee. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, so it's, it's our Dunkel recipe and we just, uh, I kind of made it into a stout recipe. Then I, I added more chocolate malt. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I would not say that's a lager. If somebody handed it to me, I'm like, this is a great stout or a great porter. Yeah. Yeah, that's money. I do love the Dunkel. I think we had that uh, came through around the fall of last year. And uh, we had that in, in many beers. And yes. Then, uh, <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Very nice, man. So we're sitting in a new uh, tap room here and lots of events, uh, lots of excitement around this place. Just tell me about, I guess we'll kind of go backwards. Tell me about where we're sitting right now. Um, what you guys are doing here. And then we'll kind of, we'll backtrack into uh, the origin story. Yeah. So we are uh, in our beautiful tasting room. It's 5,500 square feet total. Uh, this opened in February. And so we have 24 taps. We have, um, you know, lots of seating. We have a huge wraparound uh, porch here. Um, so it's, it's like 1400 square feet. So we get a lot of people on nice days out nice. there. Um, but yeah, so we have a seven barrel brew house, a bunch of fermenters in there. And we've been, we did take out um, from 2019, right before the pandemic up until February. So that's all we knew. And uh, having this tasting room open is a big, you know, relief (laughs) being able to do pints. Well, what I will say is that from just from knowing you guys these, these few short years, you guys get shit done. You know, when I first met with you and your dad and, you know, his partner um, and everybody here, the first meeting was we sat down and we talked about this room that we're sitting in. It was not mm-hmm. built. You guys weren't even brewing beer yet. You weren't even licensed yet, but we just talked about the concept and it coming into fruition. And it's just funny. I always talk about planning and, and having, having some idea and manifesting things. You literally had a blueprint of this building. Mm-hmm. You weren't even making beer yet. And now a couple of years later, here we are, it came to fruition. You know, talk to me about that. Just like you have something and then you do it. And I just found like you guys, you get shit done. You get it done quick. You do it. You, you do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Cause like this whole project started kind of back in 2017, uh, almost 2016 winter, really. Um, it, we, we had, I mean, this, this literally has been drawn out in blueprint, like you said, for like four years, like ever since yeah. we bought the property, we, Tom, uh, Timmy's dad knew exactly what he wanted to do and it came to fruition and it's pretty, it's just pretty crazy to see like how the business has grown and like looking back and thinking that X amount of beer was a lot. And now we're making, <laughs> you know, we're making, you know, so much more now. It's, it's just, it's, uh, it's awesome to see. And it's, 
just being able to look back and see how much hard work we've we've done. Yeah, and is, it's quick. Awesome. It's happened fast. Yeah, we we don't like to take shortcuts either. So yeah. like this this did take a while. Like this, I mean, for us, it it felt like eternity. It took like two or three years to get up and running. But like I wouldn't have it any other way. Like this was built by uh, you know the Tabers, their mm-hmm. bare hands, mm-hmm. and Jay and Matt, uh, and it just came out fantastic. So yeah, and I mean, you guys have what twenty two acres of land here. Yep, twenty two acares and elevens uh, tillable. So. Nice. Oh yeah, there's there's eleven that's wooded. So that's awesome. And then I love that we have the the hop vines out there. And what do you what kind of hops are you growing out there? So we did some research. My my dad and I grew hops prior to this opening. So we uh, we read a couple books and found that Cascade Centennial uh, would really do well here, along with Chinook. Okay. Um, and then we just put Comet in, and Comet is actually doing the best down there. Nice. Um, last year we didn't get much. We expect. I bet you we get 400 pounds this year. From, Holy shit. Yeah, from down there. Just how they're looking. It's uh, the, the, the weather's been perfect. Like, they love it. Like, okay. 55 to, like, 75 weather. Okay. So, it's been, it's been fantastic as of late. What do you do in the winter? Do you have to, like, cut it all out, winterize it a little bit, prep for... Yeah, so they're, they're pretty resilient. So, like, all you have to do is just cut, like, an inch above the ground. They go dormant. Yeah. And then in the spring, they just pop up like crazy. That's awesome. I thought they took longer, I guess. Did you start with rhizomes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we started with rhizomes last year and okay. yeah, the, they, they didn't even get up to the top. And you say, can I thought see that them took this year. like three years or so, but I guess not. It, this year we're surprised, pleasantly okay. surprised at how crazy they're growing. Usually okay. it takes three, yeah, three or four years to get really good yield. Um, it's a combination of the, where you are and where the sun is. I mean, you have that, it just seems like it's in a perfect spot. Yeah. It's yeah. happy. It looks happy out there. Yeah. And my dad is like the, the hop scientist. It's okay. crazy. Like, whatever he puts in the ground, like hop wise, they just go crazy. Hmm. Like, so he killed, he killed off his plants at home and then he brought them <laughs> back and they're like doing better than these already. So that's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the, you know, the Tabers by trade are contractors and builders for years and years, mm-hmm. um, residents of the area. Now, did your father and Tom know each other for a long time? Like, are they longtime buddies, like best buddies? Yeah. So they knew they've known each other since middle school. Okay. Uh, and they became really good friends they knew each other well in high school and then they became really good friends after high school. And, uh, they were going to go into construction together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my dad went into medical and then Tom stayed with construction right. and it's been, you know, this full circle, like yeah. after 30 years of friendship, like Timmy and I, like, so Timmy and I had this, like, I, I knew him up until like I was 10 and okay. then baseball just got nuts yeah. with me. So, uh, so we had like this, like 12 You're or 13 like, hey, years. I'll talk to you in 12 years. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Once I'm done baseball. So like after 13 years, uh, him and I got together and we dragged, uh, Tom and Scott into this and okay. like, they, they loved it. You know, it came just full circle after 30 years of, you know, knowing each other. It's been, it's been fantastic. And Timmy's mom, Robin and my mother, uh, Chris, uh, Robin is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire okay. life. So when she talks in meetings, everybody listens. And okay. so a lot of this too, that, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of this is her ideas as well. So, would, you, would we call this Robin's Nest? Yes. Ah. Yeah, this is Robin's Nest. It is Robin's yeah. Nest. I love it. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. Um, let's hit on baseball. So, you spent a lot of time in that. And um, obviously, we're very good at baseball. Talk to me about where you ended up, how you got there. Yeah, I just, I excelled in athletics like from a very early age. Um, from when I was, seven or eight, I think my dad knew that we had something special. So we, uh, just going crazy with tournaments. I, I mean, I was playing hundred games a year, wow. you know, even at like 12 years old, 
uh, 10 years old. It was crazy. And, uh, you traveling to warmer places for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going down to Florida, Georgia, going, even at 12 years old, we're going yeah. all over the place, yeah. California. Okay. And, uh, so d- did really excelled in, in high school, um, had a chance to get drafted out of high school, but I decided to go to college. Uh, the best decision I probably made. Yeah. Um, so went to, went to university of Louisville, okay. uh, played two years there. And so I'm a switch hitter. So, yeah. um, my freshman year, I, I did, I think I started like 50 games, but okay. then the coaching staff thought it'd be best if I just go right-handed. Okay. Worked out awfully. I've never seen a right on right slider. <laughs> so yeah. Um, needless to say, I, I became a, uh, I learned how to become like a, like a, I was a bench player. You're not a bench player, yeah. but like how to support my Utility teammates. Man. I I just yeah. couldn't hit a curveball. So, okay. uh, I told them I, I was going to transfer out cause they weren't going to let me go back to switch hitting. Went to transfer to the University of Liberty, let me mm-hmm. uh, switch it there, and then uh, got had a really good junior year and got picked up, played two years with the Angels, uh, was all over the place. We're talking Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. Arizona, California, Iowa. So I got to see, like, I've seen like 43 out of 50 states just because wow. of baseball. <laughs> so actually, I think I'm up to like 44 now. But no uh, yeah, I got released and I had many opportunities to keep playing, but I was just done with it. Yeah. That's a grind. Yeah. It was like the first time in my life. It sounds, it sounds weird, but I was like, I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like freeing. Braveheart. Freedom. I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, you're essentially grinding day in and day out um, as a young kid. And that's, that's always like the thing, you know, I have young kids now and it's, we talk a lot about, do you specialize in one sport or do you have them play multiple sports? And there, there comes a time I think where you do have to kind of focus, but also it's just like, even think about pitchers, right. When they're really good and they keep going, like how good is their arm when they're 25? Like they're, those muscles are worn out. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's two, 2% of college athletes play professional sports. And then think about like, I think only 6% of high school students play college. So you're talking like, you know, to get through is, I mean, you're in the, in baseball, you're in the top 2000 players in the world. Like if you're drafted at all, but just to get to that point, like a lot of, a lot of the kids that I knew that were just a step above everybody when I was 14, 15, just burned out. Mm -hmm. And like, it seemed like the, you know, there were a lot of late bloomers. I'll say, Mm -hmm. you know, kids Mm -hmm. that like I was, I was committed to college my junior year. I had multiple offers my freshman year, but like what happens is these kids, they get like committed by freshman and sophomore year and they don't grow as a player. Right. So like what happened, there's a lot of late bloomers that all the, all the colleges have their, their, uh, like everybody's committed already. Mm. So you might miss a senior that's really good. And he goes D two and he just lights it up. And yeah, there's a bunch of D two D three players in the big leagues. And that's what happened to them. Just late bloomers. Interesting. Yeah. So keep grinding. But the, the thought there, I guess is, do you, do you think those kids who commit early, they get lazy? Um, get tired of it. Don't love it. Or I don't I, I don't think it's that. I just think it's their, their bodies developed, too early if that makes sense like like they're you know they're throwing 86 87 and if they continue they might throw 94 by the time that Mm -hmm. they get to uh you know the college program Mm -hmm. but either that or they stay at 85 or 86 yeah which happens quite often and then everybody else kind of catches up so that was we always had a pretty decent baseball team growing up in the lehigh valley and we went we lost to we, we were on our way to the World Series up in Williamsport, and we ended up losing the game before we went to Williamsport. And the team that we lost to ended up losing in the championship game. 
But what I found was we had a number of kids who like they grew quicker than others. Right. So like we had a six foot two pitcher and he was 12. Like his distance to the plate was so much, you know, shorter because of the length of his body. And then eventually everybody became the same height, like two, three years later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, um, I, I can think how many big, huge kids that were like 12 or whatever. Like I was, I was pretty tiny up until my eighth grade year. I was only like five, four going into eighth grade. And then I shot up to five ten mm. in eighth grade. Like I, I had this massive growth spurt, but my, I remember my dad <laughs> my like, was like, fuck, you can't keep the groceries. You got to <laughs> buy new clothes again. <laughs> I know. I know. It was, it was crazy. But my dad was like, don't change your swing. Like you're going to yeah. grow in your body, you yeah. know? So, um, what position you play in the field? Oh my gosh. I played, uh, primarily infield, but, okay. um, I was, I was able to play multiple different positions. I got uh, drafted as a, se- I mean, second baseman. So mm. biggest second baseman that's, ever probably been drafted <laughs> six, three, 250 pounds at the time. So uh, they're like, yeah, you're, you're fat ass. He's going to go to first base. Oh so, man. Yeah. There were your lefty thrower. Right-handed. You're right-handed. So, yeah. I mean, a right-handed first baseman is sometimes a little. Yeah. It can be difficult. Yeah. Cause your uh, double plays. I had to turn my whole body mm-hmm. for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played third base a lot and that was easy to make the, you know, you don't see any left-handed third base. Because, right. Right. Know, so it's kind of flip flop. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and you started homebrewing with your dad. Is that right? Is that how you got into beer? Or? Yeah. So yeah, once I got done, we, I think it was 23, 24. <clears throat> um, he asked my wife actually, right after I got released, asked me what, what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like, I want were you married beer. at that time? Yeah. Yeah. You got I married early. 22. Yeah. Okay. I oh, got shit. married. Yeah. She was traveling with me. And, uh, she's like, you got to knock this down or <laughs> she was, she knew I was done with it. Uh, she had to drag me to spring training the year before she's like, you're doing this. Where like, do they do spring training? Uh, Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Scott Scott oh my God. It's yeah. It's crazy out there. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Uh, but so I got, I got back, uh, my wife and I literally drank nothing but mojitos for a week, um, figured out what we wanted to do with our lives. So she decided on an occupational therapist, which she does. And then I decided on brewing. So got into a little five gallon setup. And yeah. then my dad saw how passionate I was. And he ended up like buying us this like Blickman 15 gallon system, crazy system and, uh, homebrewed for a year and a half, really not too long. Um, before we, you know, got this going. Awesome. Yeah. And what I found was, I mean, as soon as you guys opened, you were putting out great product, great liquid mm-hmm. and it caught on quick. Uh, a lot of times it takes a lot of breweries, you know, two, three years to kind of hit their stride or to dial in from a homebrew kit to a professional brewing setup. Um, what do you think helped you guys kind of, I mean, you, you were dialed in right away. Like wh- why? I, uh, I mean, I was brewing maybe three times a week, quite yeah. a bit. And I was able to try different things, reading books. Uh, what did also- you, you go to school for? If you don't mind. Uh, marketing. Okay. Yeah. So mar- you weren't like in the science world. No, no, no science. I had no background. Um, I actually video editing, like that's, that was my primary thing, but no, no science background. Um, I'd never read a book in college. So I was like brewing. There was like a lot of, most of the information is in books. And then like the hazy IPA stuff that's coming out is more like theory from what I found, but just trial and error. And like, it's okay to fail. Like when you're trying something out, so you can't be scared. Yeah. Um, but it's why we dare mighty things. It's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just practice. And I think understanding what the market wants right now, and you have to understand your brand. Uh, so like right off the bat, we know we wanted to specialize in hazy IPAs 
and then lagers. I didn't want to brew any lagers. And that's where Timmy came in. He's like, dude, we have to brew lagers. So, so let's talk. So the other, I was here a couple of weeks ago and, uh, there is a beer on the wall and I ended up asking, you know, what is it? Um, it's called the FYT pills. And, um, wh- why is it called that Ryan? Uh, so, <laughs> am I allowed to cuss on here? Absolutely. Okay. It's marked explicit. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I never wanted to brew a Pilsner. Uh, so Timmy was like, just brew one. I was like, all right, fine. Uh, so I called it FYT Pilsner for fuck you, Timmy Pilsner. <laughs> and it ended up winning gold at the, at the PA state competition. And I was like, you have to be kidding me out of all the freaking beers that one had to win. <laughs> so, uh, now we, I, I would say like 30% of our production lager. No way. Uh, yeah, which we, we love it now. That's funny. So, yeah. What, uh, what have you noticed as far as like when brewing that style? Um, have you had to change your mindset about liking it? Um, have you had to change your mindset on what you guys are putting out and when? Um, how much you're going to have on draft at any point in time? Because it is a shift, right? You say, hey, we're going to do IPAs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting, the market right now. Um, on draft, I'll say lager flies. Okay. It, it just flies. But in cans, as soon as you put it in cans, it doesn't move as quick. Mm-hmm. So there's like that like happy medium of you know, allocating, which, yeah. so I think, okay. So, you know, we're, we're here sitting on your, uh, wraparound porch, beautiful view, hot day. I want a 4% lager or something crispy, but if I'm going to take something home, I want that hazy kind of hype style bear, 8% where I can just crash on my couch. Yeah, pretty much. That's, <laughs> and that's, yeah, anything hazy goes, but, um, mostly our, our loggers outsell on draft our hazies, which is awesome. Wow. So, yeah. Um, of course, like number two is always a citrus sensation. Uh, yeah. But then in, like mostly in between the other are always lagers. Yeah. So so do we have, you have 24 taps, you said? Yeah, 24 taps. Okay. And are they mostly full? Um, no. So we mirror like the first like okay. five or six for like, it helps out our servers when we get really busy. I think we usually have, we haven't gotten below eight. We've gotten okay. to, we've gotten close to eight. Uh, we've hit eight a couple times, but usually 14, I'll say 14 beers on draft. That's not a bad day. All right, cool. So talk to me about what you guys have been doing. You had a great event here recently, human robot trogues yards. I mean, you have this outdoor space that, you know, it's nobody else really has this. I would say like the, the view, the, the ambiance, and you have a golf course out here. You get to watch people shank all over the place. <laughs> yeah. There's so many golf balls out there. <laughs> Oh my God, dude. Yeah. So yeah, the outdoor space, the events, like what you guys have been doing a lot and obviously attracts a lot of folks. Yeah. We're, uh, we, we wanted to be a destination wedding or not wedding. I'm sorry. We're not doing weddings here. There's, (laughs) I have to put that out there. So don't ask. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, we, we have a huge beer garden here. It's like he said, we have 22 acres. Uh, we have a, a new beer shack that's out there where we're able to serve to our customers from there. Uh, I, I would appreciate, I do appreciate that because I mean, literally, you can walk a lot less to get a beer now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even <laughs> if you only get like an extra 10%. It's yeah. like, there, how many times? Have I, I mean, I've been down there. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not walking up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have picnic tables. Pretty, We let people uh, bring tents, chairs, yeah. uh, kind of like a, not a tailgate, I'll say. But, yeah. you know, kind of a similar. similar they can bring their own tent, their own chairs. Can you bring your kids and your dogs? Or what do you guys do? Uh, so we don't allow dogs, but children, as long as they're accompanied yeah. by adult, okay. more than welcome. I mean, there's so much room to roam. That's nice. They, yeah. They all love it. Yep. Yeah, they awesome. do. Very cool. So are there any other, you know, being a destination here, are there any other, um, you know, beverage manufacturers, anything else that can, can also draw people to the, the common area or are you guys kind of like the spot? 
Um, it seems in the, so in the immediate area, there's uh, artifact crook and I, there's a couple of okay. breweries around uh, naked. They're within 15 minutes. Tranquility just opened up. Okay. But it seems to me that there's not many like watering holes besides here. Okay. Um, and that definitely plays to our advantage. Doylestown has a bunch of good bars, but you know, that's 20 minutes away. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a really good winery that's actually down the street, but they're really, they're tiny. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that we are, we get a lot of people from the city coming up here. I okay. think people looking to get, you know, just spread out, you yeah, know, kind sure. of, um, ton of people from Jersey, New York. You can actually see Philadelphia from your backyard here, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can see the Comcast center. It's pretty wild. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Cause we are one, at one of the highest points in Bucks County here. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty wild <laughs> at nighttime. You can, it's like literally like, okay. it's like a firefly out there. It's yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, you guys do your podcast uh, here and there. You do the, you, you're kind of one of the, I never really knew, like I wasn't, I played games and shit as a kid, but uh, Twitch wasn't something that I've done, but you guys are doing a lot on Twitch. And yeah. is that, you have a, you like gaming, you're into gaming or you learned about gaming from, or you learned about Twitch from gaming, that sort of thing. Yeah. Big gamer. Okay. Uh, so what are you playing? Uh, Overwatch right okay. now. Overwatch, FIFA, Rocket League. FIFA's the best. Yeah. FIFA's amazing. Um, yeah. But uh, we, we had Twitch, uh, and it's, it's nice because something like that's interactive with the customers. Uh, we okay. do need to get back on it, but it's, it's, it is enjoyable when we do it. So. Is that they can, can they chat with you? Can they type or you answer questions as you're doing it? Yeah. So we, we, uh, we, they can just type questions in and then if okay. we uh, see it, usually Matt's our producer. If he sees it, uh, he'll bring it up when it, when it's, when yeah. the right time is. And yeah. you guys have a producer. That's awesome. Yeah. Matt's our candy <laughs> operator. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He's like really good with all this stuff. Nice. Yeah. That's why I came here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, this thing's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. So do you kind of, you know, through, through working your ass off through baseball, you guys are putting in the work here at the brewery. Have you tried to, you know, they're, they're similar. Like what, what have you seen? That's kind of an overlap of, you know, putting that work in to create that final product, like getting to you where you wanted to be in baseball. What kind of parallels do you <clears throat> see between that and, and running a, running a business, running a brewery? That's a great question. I've actually thought about this a lot. Uh, fail. So failure, okay. uh, baseball, you know, if you succeed three out of 10 times, you're in the hall of fame. Yeah. So bad in three right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, I've, mm. I've learned Has how that to been fail. like something where you're like, I can, I can screw up two out of three times and still be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as much in brewing, but <laughs> when we do mess up, uh, it's, I feel like that's it's an okay. Lesson. Yeah. It's, it's okay. You know, stuff happens. People don't mean to mess up. You're going to get another at bat. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Yeah. So we kind of, with my recipes, I can't tell. So it took me four years to find a good hazy IPA recipe. That's, do you know how I many I've probably dumped close over 50 batches worth of hazy IPA recipe. And just because it wasn't up to my standard. Hmm. And then uh, Timmy was actually, he made a suggestion and I needed somebody else to come in and like, be like, look, just try this. And ever since we did that, it's been just, hmm. so I had, I had the bones. I just needed something, you know, Yeah. but that, and then competitiveness, I'm extremely yeah. competitive. Yeah. And I think right now this market is getting more and more competitive. Oh, yeah. And I think that's excellent for the industry. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to say the industry has lacked that, but, um, it is nice having the, you know, the camaraderie, but I think it was, it was time to get back to the, you know, just competing. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, it, it iron sharpens iron. You Absolutely. Know? So um, I, I love when other breweries come in and they have 
know they might have a beer better than me and it just fuels our fire. Sure. So you're competing against others to do better. You compete against yourself. Do you gamify things? That was kind of where I was going with the gaming. It's like, this sucks. You know, a lot of this mundane rote things can suck, but if you, you know, make a game out of it, right. It can be fun. It can propel you forward. Yeah. It's, it does. Like, I feel like I'm not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it is. Yeah. It does. It does turn into a, uh, you know, just doing different hop combos and, mm-hmm. and then all it's like the market with like, okay, if, if you do a label this way, it gets a better rating mm-hmm. on untapped and then different hops and better mm-hmm. rating on untapped. Mm-hmm. So we're all looking into that. Ryan, what do you think about untapped? <laughs> Me personally, I love it. Okay. Uh, so we're like, you love it from a brewery owner standpoint, or you like to use it as a consumer? consumer it's fantastic as yeah. a consumer you yeah. you get to check in all your beers you get to rate them and you know go back and see what you rated it toast your buddy yeah as it helps us out i'll put it that way but there are some like breweries where it there's some people that won't go to a brewery that's below a three eight mm. or something where mm-hmm. and if you are a brewery prior to let's say 2015 2016 and people didn't understand how important untapped was going to be down the yeah. road yeah you might make four to five beers, but yeah. people automatically, they see the, the three, seven, five, and they rate it 0.5 lower. So you have, you, there's no chance to like get dug out of the hole that you're in. It's funny. I, I, if I'm in a city or a town, I'm like, all right, brewery near me. And I'll just kind of pull it up on Google. Whereas I, and I, I'll just go. I don't really care. You know, I just want to check it out. I'll have people who are like, that brewery is at 3.9 versus this one's a 4.1 overall. We're going to that one. I'm like, I, that's, that doesn't even cross my mind. Yeah. So it's kind of, everybody uses it a little different way. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> I wish we could do like, you know, those like uh, mean tweets. Have yeah. you guys gotten any like mean, untapped, silly responses that you can? Uh, yeah, we used to get this one guy. He was like either 0. 0.5 or <laughs> uh, 5. There was nothing in between. And he'd be like <laughs> cussing at us. And I'm just like, oh my God. This I had guy. the guy from Trogues. I was like, we had dinner one night. And I was like, uh, if it looks like a beer tastes like a beer and is carbonated it's at least a three it's a beer yeah right yeah it's like how about that guy come in and brew a beer let's see what that guy makes this is a negative 0.5 i know exactly (laughs) and it's we we used to really pay attention to it but once you get like established more it more and more ratings don't affect it as much but we used to be on it all the time and like if somebody rated it like a three like we were furious (laughs) yeah and because it's you put so much energy into you know but uh, yeah even Google reviews now, like I used to be so, you know, gun ho on it. And now yeah. I'm like, if somebody has the slightest inconvenience, they're giving us a one star. I'm like, how many people actually like look at Google review? I don't know. You know? Well, I think when you're looking for a plumbing contractor, yes. <laughs> yeah. But when you're looking for a company who's putting out good beers, uh, you're just going to, you know, that name, right? You know, the Instagram, whatever you're, you're following along and you know, they're putting out good beers. You're going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody, uh, you know, I always come back to like people leave good ratings or people leave ratings, but the, most of the people who are leaving ratings are those who are, you know, turds. They're, they're unhappy. <laughs> yeah. right? that, they're leaving a review because they're unhappy. Um, just did a episode with Michael Varda of craft beer advisory services. And he had said that, you know, people who go to breweries that who are the locals are the least likely to leave a review. And they're usually the happiest. Yeah. So what you really need to do is ask those folks that come there all the time. Hey, can you leave a review? Like leave that, you know, that helps. Yeah, um, it does. We had a, we had like three bad one stars in a row and it, 
There was nothing. It was just like yeah. three bad customers and they were all in the same groups. And I went on my, it was like striking my, out three times looking. Exactly. Yeah. Get, <laughs> like bad that's that's outside the box, man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like messaged like 30 of my friends. I was like, Hey, can you go give us a five star? And just, you know, but, um, just wipe that guy off the map. Yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> Pretty much. Talk to me about, um, some of the sustainability efforts you guys have. It seems like, you know, obviously you like the land, you love Bucks County. And um, you're doing a lot of the agricultural things. It's very, you know, it, it's it's prominent. It's obvious. Um, what what all are you guys doing? Working with farmers, working with the land, and that sort of thing. Yeah, we're working with Delval. Uh, we worked yep. with them quite a bit. So we've got last year for our wet hop beer. So we use our own hops here. Yeah. Um, we got quite a bit of malt from them, and we made a beer with them, advertised it, uh, partnered with them, and it was fantastic. And so I'm looking forward to partnering with them more. So our most recent project is peppers. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw that on Instagram, but it's so I'll have to have you try one. So they're heatless habaneros. There's no heat to them. And they taste like peach. I've never had anything like it. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to, they're growing like 40 pounds for me and I'm going to put it into a beer and I don't want any heat. Like, so yeah. Yeah. But you get a flavor. It literally tastes like peach, like peach rings. Interesting. Yeah. How does that happen? Is that a scientific way that they've bred them over time and bred the heat out of them? Yes. She like cross pollinates. Like, yeah, yeah, she, she does that and then she grows them and she had these, I've been looking to use anything from there. And the one guy was like, we have jokingly, he's like, we have peppers. I was like, okay, yeah. Tell me about them. And she had, she had, um, maybe like 20 different numbered ones that she had. And so we sat there and we tasted every single one. And then she like start, she like crossbred one of those two numbers and mm. it came out fantastic. So, hmm. yeah, she's one of the smartest people I've ever met. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's way above my pay grade. That's I know. Right. <laughs> like you did what? <laughs> uh, talk to me about the future. Um, uh, I thought, you know, between again with the land, uh, potentially like a fruit tree, orchard, berry patches, herbs, honey, <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we've wanted to put fruit trees here, uh, forever down in that bottom lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to see because things change. So like, we need that bottom lot for like when we throw the festivals here. Okay. And, um, like for Hayes Fest, uh, we had like close to 700 cars here. So Jesus. if we had trees down there, we wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and who all do you have? Talk to me about the brewers that showed up for Hayes Fest. So Hayes Fest, we had other half uh, and Dancing Gnome. Yep. Um, so, and I, I didn't, I didn't go over the festivals uh, previously when you asked me. But we throw these big festivals. We invite uh, some breweries that we know and we really respect. Mm-hmm. Pour, you know, a couple kegs, and people love it. Nice. And so uh, we had that one. We have one coming up, which is Music Fest. So we're gonna have um, one of our one of our good buddies is like blowing up in Nashville right now. He's no gaining way. like ten thousand followers a week. So holy shit! Yeah, um, we're gonna have him play with a couple other really good bands, uh, Oktoberfest. But I think if you put fest at the end of anything, people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have idea. flannel fest. Yeah. Yeah. And people True. show up in flannels and they have the time of their they life. They just know it's a festival, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we want to get a, uh, a um a Ferris wheel here. Ooh, yeah, like a sixty footer. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, put cup holders in it. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I, have, I have two or three of those a year. <laughs> nice. Uh, I saw something about potentially probably way down the road, but like a sour cellar. Yeah. So we have um, 10 barrels in the basement Okay. that uh, I made a terrible beer. So we have to dump all those barrels. <laughs> so okay. uh, we'll be refilling those in the, in the winter. But yeah, we, we want to get a get a sour cellar going. Uh, I think it's a niche market that ever since free will, uh, you know, 
that happened. Um, there, there's really not many good sours around here. Talking about the flood? Yeah. Yeah, that was shitty. Yeah, terrible. Fucking horrible. I mean, literally like a decade worth of work was just washed yeah. away. So um, we took a lot of inspiration from them. And, and uh, I mean, they have huge fooders, but, you know, we'll have 10 barrels. So we'll be able to probably pump out like, uh, you know, maybe like two to 3,000 bar- uh, bottles, bottles yeah, a year. Yeah, so you're going glass bottles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 750 is probably less than that. Yeah, but more like 1,500 bottles then. Um, yeah, we're really excited. We're passionate. A lot of the guys that are in the brew house there have a, have a passion for sours. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool ship possibly down the road. So we'll see. That's that's like a five year plan. Yeah. Well, again, got to have a plan, right? And you guys do. Again, where where we're sitting today was non existent when I was originally here. Um, and again, to be in this space, it's it's pretty cool to see. You yeah. Know, again, when you have a plan, right? Uh, failing to plan is playing to fail. Or when you have a plan, it usually works as long as you follow along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It came out fantastic. <clears throat> Um, obviously you guys love beer. You love baseball. You also love golf. Oh yeah. <laughs> does a golf, I, I know like a baseball swing does not really translate to a golf swing. It does not. <laughs> so um, you kind of have to play like one or the other. Did you play golf as a kid? No, I wasn't okay. allowed. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's okay. Cause that would screw up your golf swing or your, or your baseball, baseball swing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm getting it. So I started, uh, this is my third year golfing. It's so a stupid game. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the worst, but I, I love it. I know. I'm usually like mid nineties now. Um, so, so you said, you know, growing up, you're a pretty good athlete and you know, I consider myself a decent athlete. Um, I didn't go play for the angels, but you know, I, any sport I played, like I was decent at, right. I could pick up and play. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you go out and you golf and you're like, <laughs> mother fuck. Like it's the most humbling sport that exists. And you can go out one day and shoot the lights out. Next day, look like you never golfed in your life. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> you're one swing away. Oh, it's one swing away from getting back out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like birdie the 18th and you're like, well, now I got to play again. Yeah, exactly. I got to come back out here. Yeah. Or you like double bogey and you're like, I'm never double never bogey. I'm again. like, I'm like, ah, <laughs> bogey golf is good golf. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, a five on every hole is a 90. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So break it down. All right. Um, what other events do you guys have coming up? What are you new? How about this? What are you uh, excited about for not only your brewery, but for the industry in the, say the next two, three years? Ooh, um, man, that's a great question. That's why I asked it. Ah, uh, what am I excited? I'm excited to see what the next trend is. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's going to be. I don't think this hazy trend is going to go any, it's not no. going anywhere. Hazy's here. Hazy's here. And you know what the nice thing about it is it's also great for folks who say they don't like beer, right? Because you, you know, you can make beers with zero IBUs, right? They're, I don't like hoppy. Okay, well, you like juicy. Cool. All right, well, here, try this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very approachable style. Mm-hmm. I I don't know where it's gonna go next. Um, I'm I'm interested to see. I think there's gonna be different variations of hazy IPAs, like uh the phantasm stuff right now yep. is, is big, just like brewed IPA. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that that kind of came and went though. Yeah. Yeah. Like cold IPA came and went like, yeah, I don't see any, like, because there's so many, it's almost like the, I think simplicity is coming back because there's so, there's been this craziest shit that's going on with like heavily fruited beers, throwing marshmallow, graham crackers, whatever the hell. And the more and more crazy you get, you have to, so when you do do like, just like a raspberry sour, your audience is too bored to get that anymore. They're like, well, I want the thing that has five adjuncts in it, not the just a raspberry. So you have to continue to like, just, it must be exhausting. Continue trying to like do all these different things. And I think simplicity we're, we're in the midst of it coming back. And that's why lager 
Um, and I know everybody says like, it's the year of the logger this year, but it's been like three years. Yeah. It's it, because it's been, it's been a yeah. hundred years of the logger. Yeah. And we're in Pennsylvania, which right. is like <laughs> the home of the logger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Mr. I, Mr. I think we'll see, Big I think shout. we'll see those styles going away, uh, not going away, but much less, much less. Influence. Which ones? The, um, the heavily, pastry stouts, yeah. the, maybe, maybe not the a pastry, time and a place, right? I don't yeah. want to you know. Maybe just the heavily fruited stuff. I, I just don't see it lasting. Um, is that like the smoothie type stuff? Yeah, smoothie sours. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like I can like have that. one of those. I'd rather have a couple IPAs. We'd have like one fruited smoothie style beer. Like I'm full. I know. <laughs> like I had a smoothie for breakfast for my health, and now I'm having one for you know to get a little buzz on. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like now I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> nice man. Um, would you rather? experience the end of the world or the beginning of the world beginning why i i would you want to ride like a dinosaur or something like that i don't yeah what dinosaur would you ride (laughs) a t-rex if i could okay yeah he can't grab you because his arms aren't you know he can't like throw you off i guess he could throw you off but he can't grab you yeah i don't know how much they can fuck why like why do they have such short arms like it just doesn't make sense i don't know i i don't know that's a great question right yeah it's really like they got shafted on that part yeah, I mean, I'm big into like Egyptology and stuff, mm-hmm. so I'm okay. I'm more, I'm big into. Tell that me shit. more. I don't know much about it. Uh, I mean, like the Sphinx and the Sphinx is crazy. So okay. yeah, with the whole like water thing, like yeah. that thing's older. I think the pyramids are older than. Yeah. Um, I think they were there already when the Egyptians discovered yeah. them. So, mm. and there's there's been in you know, uh, like many of the religious books, they have a flood. And there's, it's been scientifically proven that there was a huge flood like 10 years ago. So I think they had better technology prior to that. And then everything just got wiped out. Hmm. So that's my conspiracy theory. Hmm. So all these UFOs and shit, I yeah. think it's uh, technology that's been dug up. Interesting. If you listen, I mean, I don't know if you believe in Bob Lazar and shit like that, but. Hey, I'm, I'm open to anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's my personal. Opinion. I even find it's more like, even if it sounds super far fetched, I'm like, it's incredible that somebody even thought about that. Yeah. How did they build the pyramids? Like, we still don't know how to build the pyramids. No, like, we, you know, <laughs> how heavy were those fucking stones and they had people carrying them by body? Like, yeah. Get the hell out of here. There's no way. No. And like, without, without protein powder and Gatorade, like, they <laughs> yeah. had to be dropping dead out there. Or a ramp. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's right. no sign of a ramp. It's that, it's like, if there was like, a yeah, ramp, that guy lifted that. Yeah. Get out of here. And they're perfectly placed. Yeah. Literally every stone. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's insane. Do you think that was underwater and then the water went away and those were there? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of like the Grand Canyons, all that shit. Like maybe, you know, yeah. Up in the Finger Lakes, right? That was all underwater. I don't know. I know that the, the, ice, the glaciers. Maybe. I, I know that there was something cataclysmic that happened ten thousand years ago. Mm. And the omelets. I, I think know. you should quit brewing and go find out. I think I should too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe I will. Um, would you rather only be able to whisper or be only able to shout? Oh, yell. Yeah. <laughs> yell. <laughs> yeah. Just yelling in the brewery. Yeah. Gotta be anyone. You'd be like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> Whispering's creepy. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you have to whisper yeah. everything. Yeah. But that's like a thing online, right? Like the ASMR or something like that. Oh, <laughs> That's like a thing. And then like people eating like, it, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't like that. Uh, what other breweries uh, or other companies, doesn't even have to be a brewery, but what other companies, breweries inspire you to do better, be better, improve constantly? Um, I would say brewery wise, uh, Trogues is mm-hmm. definitely one. Um, 
we have a good relationship with John. Mm-hmm. He's um, awesome. <clears throat> yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Treehouse, um, Allagash. We're big Allagash fans. Dude, I've heard so many good things about Allagash. How much, as big as they are, how long they've been around, and how they are still like just in tune with the small craft. Like they're mm-hmm. they're there to help. They are aware. They are polite and kind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're apparently like terrific hosts when you go visit oh my, them. Yeah. We've, uh, Timmy and I did a, we did a lab, lab up there. And then my wife won a photo competition. We went up there and they gave us like, once they found out we were opening a brewery, it was yeah. like a three hour tour popping oh, yeah. like 2016 bottles. I'm like, you don't need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so These bottles are probably worth like hundreds of yeah. dollars. So yeah, they're super kind. All right. Yeah. Pit Viper. That's another, <laughs> was that like your glasses? <laughs> Dude, those glasses are great. I got to. Pit Viper, if you're listening, man, you know, let's get a sponsorship. I need some of the, I, I can only record moving forward if I have on your sunglasses. <laughs> it's, it's only right. Uh, what about, tell me something that nobody knows about you. Mm, um, when I was uh, on road trips, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's a couple of people know this, but uh, I colored to okay. to calm and even before games i would color mm. to to relax myself okay yeah so just like literally like children's book i was coloring yeah. like crayons markers colored yeah. pencils uh colored pencils Ooh, nice yeah. i like that because you could go you can change the shade right harder lighter yeah <laughs> yep yeah nice. and then yeah pokemon a lot of pokemon i love pokemon okay so yeah i was doing a little uh have you ever heard of the three marker challenge no no right, so you you have one child or two uh, one. You have one. Still super tiny. Yeah. Cannot color yet. Right? Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my girls are 10 and 7. Right? So last night, you know, you get a coloring page and you reach your hand into a bucket of colors or markers or whatever, and you get three. And you have to color the whole picture with those three. Oh, so that's that. what we did last night. So my girls and I were all on a couch watching the Phillies, yelling at the screen. And we're all just three marker challenge. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> like you get that. three colors. So you get some like, time. Yeah. Yeah. You get some like wacky shit that you would never color that color. But guess what? You only got these three. Too bad. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did last night. All right. Cool. Uh, favorite game show? Um, oh my God. I don't watch game shows, but the uh, Steve Harvey with the uh, oh, yeah, family, family feud. feud. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's, he's solid. He's great. Uh, curly fries, waffle fries, or straight fries. Mm, waffle yeah yeah you there cool any bucket list vacation uh uh new zealand yeah i want to go to oh, new yeah. zealand oh yeah yeah there or i think we're going my wife and i want to go to australia yeah to one yeah. of those two I'm, I'm in there yeah okay. all right my friend well hey i appreciate your time yeah dude and uh, this was a lot of crush fun. another beer after this what are we drinking? <laughs> Wit. <laughs> Wit? Yeah, uh, maybe, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you. This has been awesome, and uh, we'll do it again. Awesome, man. Cheers. Cheers. Nice. It's Wit. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like definitive. right that'll do it for today's episode appreciate you tuning in i hope you learned something i hope you really enjoyed it and if so tell a friend leave that five-star rating i mentioned earlier and comment on apple podcasts subscribe on any platform spread it around the world let's make it happen i appreciate y'all cheers and beer mighty things